Hey, we're back with uh, Marie Hoffman. And Marie, what's your tagline? Warmth with wisdom. Love it. <laughs> okay. So, so I have some more of those random questions, not exactly in the perfect order. Is there any commercials that maybe some the audience heard on the radio and your voice is out there? Um, your claim to fame? Well, there's one coming up in January that I can't really talk about. Um, shh, mom's the word. Shh, shh, shh. Don't tell anybody. But um, Indeed.com, um, TurboTax, mm-hmm. um, the University of South Dakota, or one of those. Okay. It was a PSA. And also I did a local television commercial for New Jersey Small. That was through an ad agency um, where after the pandemic and, and businesses were starting to open up, the campaign was to promote people to go to small mom and pop businesses as opposed to, to encourage the big, it, yeah. Yeah, to make people, you know. Shop small. Shop small, right, right. So that was the name of the campaign, New Jersey Small. And that ran, I can't remember when that ran. I want to say, like, you know, maybe um, beginning of the summer for like 13 weeks or okay, whatever. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Are there different styles of voiceovers? And can you give me a demonstration? <laughs> I remember as a kid, I'll never forget it. It was Madge, and she had her hands soaking in palm oil. She's like, oh, fabulous. It was, mm-hmm, it was, I'll mm-hmm. just, for some reason, it always... It, 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 you know, it's just uh, one of those 1960-something commercials that were in, or in the 70s. It was just uh, mm-hmm. so it was interesting because they were, they were in character. So is there a character that you do? Is there? Um, I'm just starting to get into video games and animation. You know, I, I put an audition in where I'm still waiting to hear if uh, they'll accept me on their roster. But they had me read like five or six different scripts, one with, you know, like um, an evil queen, you know. And what I was, and she smokes or whatever. Um, Can we was hear a, that evil queen voice? It was, now we go to the depths of the earth. You will die. Good Lord. Oh my God. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, of course, it's like um, I was born in New Jersey and it took years to un-Jersey to your un-Jersey voice? To un-Jersey yeah, my yeah. voice, right. Yeah. And then I get an audition, like, you know, we need you to do Jersey because the author is from Jersey. So I'm talking like this, daughters, coffee, daughters, and dogs, you know, and like whatever, you know. And um, Give me a little sample of that. I like that. That's interesting. <laughs> like, and I, I always feel that comes from Staten Island, to be honest with you. It does. you know, And that's why, you know, like I didn't understand when they said Jersey. And when I listened to her, that's the way she sounded, you mm-hmm. know, because I listen, I do research on the authors, you know, and like, YouTube or whatever right. and, and hear what they have to say. But but yeah, it was something like, uh, you know, I don't know what you're talking about, but um, huge. It was huge. I remember I was talking to an agent, you know, years ago, and she said, you're not going to do any national commercials when you're going to say huge. You're just not. And I said, what am I saying wrong? What? Tell me and I'll fix it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. And they're like, well, you sound really too regional um nobody's going to accept it and they're only going to hear what you sound like as opposed to what you're selling so i had to change it um but it was like yeah you know so uh, yeah my daughter goes to school and she loves it but she's playing soccer you know whatever but that's interesting has there been a voiceover request that you've turned down you said i'm not doing that absolutely not not a voice but a message yeah messages 
I stay away from political stuff. Mm-hmm. I stay away from erotica. I stay away from violence. Um, your oh, more, more your moral compass. Well, it's that, and because it's like I don't want to be pigeonholed or upset. Like you know, I did a lot of work for Christian audiobook publishers. Okay, so if I'm going to start doing work for you know, triple X right. movies, you know, and I don't have the voice for it. I truly don't. I don't sound like I'm the erotica type of person. You know what I mean? I'm just, and I would laugh. I would just laugh too much as I was reading. I just would. Let's talk about what professional voiceover costs, the costs that are involved. Tell me a little bit about that process. <clears throat> so I decide to use you, Marie mm-hmm. Hoffman. And then we start talking about the money. Mm. <laughs> uh, how does that all work out? Because um, sometimes when I, I have a, a set budget and I said, well, I only have X amount of dollars for this. Mm-hmm. And I find that um, like when I, when I pigeonhole it into a certain bracket of money, I lose out on all the higher end voiceover people. And now I, I, simply, I simply pay what the voiceover person's asking for. I don't really... I don't want to negotiate because mm-hmm. the, the jobs that I'm doing are higher end jobs. The pay is really good. There's plenty of money for a, a beautiful, you know, intelligent voiceover person. And so me personally, I'm, I'm willing to pay that and certainly not go to a company like Fiverr to get <laughs> the bottom, the mm-hmm. bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, if like I always say, when I say to my husband, you know, like if he wants to do something is we're going to go cheap on this. I said, so you're going to pay double. You're going to pay for the cheap. And then it's going to break, and then you're going to come back, and you're going to have to pay for the real thing. So you're paying double, okay? You don't have the time or the, the money. You Nobody's got that. You can't get that. back to time. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like I'm trying to save time, money, all of that, and wanting to get hired again. The best thing that I could suggest for you, Frank, is to look at the GVAA rate guide. Explain to me what that is. It's the Global Voice Academy. And they are an online corporation that has demo production, webinars, and they have this fabulous rate guide that is broken up into categories. Um, Mostly it's non-union stuff. So, you know, that's another question that you have to ask. Like, is this actor union? Are they non-union? When it comes to, you know, anything that's not broadcast, non-broadcast, you know, your corporate films, e-learning, things like that, audiobooks, that's a certain category. When you're talking about broadcast stuff, if you're going to put this stuff on the radio or the or a television, and there's paid advertising, they're different prices. So there's, it's, 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 it's a rate card, yes. correct? Yes, right. Okay. So depending on the length of your film, your, your, your video, how many minutes... Where is it going? Is it just on the corporate website? So those are all factors. Absolutely. In, oh, interesting. Absolutely, yes. There, I was. Um, I mean, I should know that, but a lot of times I'm just like the guy said, you know, guy. Like I obviously hire male, a lot of male voiceover people for these more kind of like uh, corporate kind of mm-hmm. macho type things. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So and then when I do the pharmaceutical, of course, I'm hiring warm, caring. Uh, female voiceover, right. and especially in the healthcare industry. So I simply say, well, what do you charge? And I just, I don't haggle. I just, I pay what they're asking, but I don't, I never dig deep into how do they come to that figure. Right. The I, first, I, I just say, man, yeah. your voice is awesome. And you read the script and the client loves you. You're hired. 
Well, that's great. That's what every, every voice actor wants to hear. But for the ones who ask me, what are your rates? The first question I ask them is, what is your budget or what is your budget range? That's it. And I'm not trying to hedge in any way. I just want to know. Because if they come in and they say, I have $1.75, and I'm going to say, well, um, that's not in the range of what I charge. And I send them, you know, I tell them about the GVAA rate guide. But I also say, I understand that everybody's got a budget. Everybody. I work with budgets all the time. And if you can come up a little, I may be able to come down a little. But I'm not going to give it to you for free just not happening because I won't respect myself and you won't respect me either. Have you gotten to any arguments or like where it's been like, well, you know, uh, you shouldn't Mm-mm. be at this level? And No, <laughs> okay. no, I don't go there. I just don't go there because it's usually not a phone call anymore. It's just a, a back and forth, whether it's a note through LinkedIn okay. or it's an email or a text. And if they come back to me, there was this, oh, I remember, yeah. When I was first starting in e-learning, it was on a Saturday afternoon. Some company in Canada says, I need e-learning modules done by 6 o'clock tonight. Um, I never worked with them before. So I wrote back to them, like, great, what's, what's it all about? How long is it? I always ask, how many minutes is it? Or how many words is it? Because if they say, oh, it's like 10 pages. It could be like, you know, a font size of three, you know, really small. I always ask, what is the length? of the module or modules. And then I could give you a quote per minute, per word, mm-hmm. whatever, or and the session fee. You know, what am I gonna charge to just turn my microphone on? That's what I that's what I tell them. Gotcha. So so, so let me ask you this question. So I'm gonna hire you. I say, look at I have a video that's gonna run about two minutes, two and a half minutes. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What would you typically charge for a two and a half minute video? And I'm gonna come back to you and say, Ah, the client said we have to change this word or that word, or Mm -hmm. we have to read it in a different way. So Mm -hmm. uh, do you allow revisions? Yes. In my contract, which is one page, and it's a, you know, I send it out to everybody who's interested. So before the process takes place, they sign a contract. They do. Now, contracts, like anybody knows, you know, you could sign until the cows come home. Try to fulfill that. Try to get them to pay you is another story. However... I just try to be as explicit as possible. I tell them, this is what I charge. There's not going to be any Foley. It's only my voice. I'm not going to give you crinkly paper in the background or walking on rocks or anything like that. It's just my voice. I will deliver it in the format of your choice. Do you want wave, MP3, whatever you want? I'll do that. Breaths in, breaths out, whatever. What's your deadline? So there, in a sense, before you start there's, in a sense, a recipe, in a sense, they're saying. So this would separate yourself from a newbie to you being a professional where they say, I want it in a specific format. I may want you to use a specific microphone. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. Has has there been a request where they're asking you about your the gear that you use and the environment that you're recording in? Yeah. Because um, some of the lower-end voiceovers is basically someone taking an iPhone and throwing a blanket over their yeah. head and hope for, the, hope for the best. No, when it comes to any project and it's a new client... I'll recommend that I send them two to three minutes of their script so you could hear what it sounds like in my environment. If you want, I'll send you room tone, whatever. Um, But I let them know, you know, everything is plastered all over my website too. My hardware, the software, everything I have 
If you want to direct the session, that's fine. I have Source Connect. I have IPDTL. I also do it through Discord. What is blah, 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 blah? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Source Connect, like if we couldn't sit across the table from each other. Right, which we are now. We're in my little studio right, here. Right, and yep. it's lovely. Thank you. Um, if I was in my studio and you were here and we were through Source Connect, we it would sound like we were sitting across the table from each other. So it's crystal clear. Crystal okay. clear. Um, IPDTL is the same thing. What does that stand for? You have any it's idea? <laughs> Internet Protocol Down the Line. It's ah. a British firm, and they're wonderful. Discord is like the latest one where you could do directed sessions, mm -hmm. and it's all through the Internet, so you have to make sure that you have a good Internet connection. You know, my laptop is hardwired with an Ethernet cable, so... I don't get any kind of interruptions, no latency or anything. Does it happen All once in a time. while? Yeah. Yeah. Does it happen? Sometimes there's a glitch. Sometimes there's a lightning storm. Yeah, stuff happens. But I'm always recording on my end as well as the client recording on their end. So if the client says, oh, my God, I don't know where it went. Do you have a copy? I'm like, yeah, I have. I was recording at the same time. So um, all of that stuff. And, you know, I also... Like, I'm not nickel and diming people. I let them know that if I made a mistake and that wasn't what it said in the script, mm -hmm. I, I fix it for free. How quickly do you react? Because a lot of times I'm under the pressure to get this thing done. What I find frustrating is it's like, yeah, you know, here's all the parameters. I won't be able to, you know, Monday and I got, you know, so there's all these roadblocks. So I'm like, I'm not going to use that voiceover guy. I need somebody. Mm-hmm who's going to be available for the project. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not driving the voice of a person nuts, but there's right. got to be some sort of understanding that if the client comes back to me, those changes have to be made relatively quickly. Communication is key. Communication is key. Is that in your contract? Like, does it state what you're giving them? I'm, when I'm working on your job and you tell me that I need it yesterday and I'm available yesterday, I will tell you, if I'm not available, I'm not even gonna start with you because why should I put you through that? Why should I put myself through that? But if I've got, you know, a slot in my schedule where I definitely, you know, Frank, today is, today is Thursday, you need it tonight, you know, depending on the length of it, if it's a two minute video, if it's a, if it's a 25 page This is exactly thing. why I'd, I'd pay what the voiceover person's asking me to pay because I get that front and center, that availability, because I'm under the gun to get yes. to get it done. Of course, and, of course. And you... Oh, I have one more question that just go. popped into my head. Go. How do you... If I come back to you and say, hey, look, we need to pick up a line here or there, how do you deliver me that same, I don't know, ambience, that same sort of room tone, that same sort of... Mm -hmm. flavor that you gave me, you know, a day or two days ago? Has has there ever been a situation where you're like, I got a sore throat. <laughs> I can't talk. I'm like, oh, Those, shit. Oh, there was one time where I was, yeah, I was starting a book and I had a herniated disc in the back of my neck, okay? And the only way that I could record was standing with my hands on top of my head. And I couldn't do that. So I immediately got in touch with the publisher and I said, this is the thing. I can't record without medication, and when I'm on medication, I'm loopy, and I'm not focused, and I'm not part of the story. You have to find another narrator. Luckily, I didn't do it the day before the deadline. I did it as soon as I knew, as soon as I knew. So I'm on the, I have nothing to hide. I'm on the up and up. I'm transparent. I'm not a good liar. I don't have a good poker face, and if I could do it, I would do it. See, to me, as somebody who is going 
going to engage the services of a voiceover person. That's what matters to me, especially on a high-level job mm-hmm. where they need to be front and center right. and they need to be truthful right. all the way through. You know, not only is your reputation on the line, my reputation yeah. is on the line. They're not going to forget. You know, you could do, it's like an old Sicilian thing, right? I'm half Sicilian. It's like you could do a thousand things perfectly and the one time that you screw up, that's the thing that they're going to take to their grave. They will. My job is to make your job easier. That's my job. So if okay. I'm going to hire you, I know we, we didn't put a dollar figure on it. Maybe you don't want to do that. It's up to you. But if I was to hire you for, say, a two-minute read, what can I expect to pay knowing that I'm going to come back to you and have you maybe change a few things and read it a few more times? Give me a maybe a broad range of like, hey, I typically charge this and this is what I charge. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you have to give me some low number. Mm-hmm. I want you to do the opposite. I want to say right. for what I do and for my years of experience, this is what I'm getting and this mm-hmm. is what I need to get from you. Right. I don't turn on my mic for anything less than $250. That's like the session fee. Okay. If it's a two minute That video, seems to me actually pretty damn low. <laughs> that's just to turn on the microphone. Right. Okay. But to actually do the work, yeah. you know, I would say... For two minutes, I mean, like, gosh, you know, it can't be anything more than five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it just would would not sit right with me. I'm not going to quote you fifty thousand dollars. Right. That's that's stupid. And if it's only going to be, I have to know the usage. I have to know where is this going to be. Again, those are factors in what it's right. going to cost. So if this right. is going to go on national, you know, television. Yeah. Right. If it's going to go national television, it's going to go on YouTube and mm-hmm. Channel 13, whatever, you know, all of that comes into play too. But just for a corporate video that you're going to use in-house, I can't see it being any more than $500 for two minutes, mm-hmm. you know? Again, I know commercial work, I know audiobook work, I know e-learning, um, corporate videos, only because, like I said, I'm segueing into different genres. I'm not 100% comfortable giving numbers because I don't do a lot of them yet, yet. But, you know, e-learning, I charge $35 a minute with a dollar per file split, meaning that if you have 10 slides, I record everything in one big file, wave file, and then I have to split them up into 10. So that's $1 per split. So if I'm going to charge you $35 a minute, it's 10 minutes plus a dollar per file split. Now that's what the normal, th- and I am delivering you to you broadcast quality audio. How is it delivered? Digitally, MP3. Understood. I could send it to you Dropbox, WeTransfer, if you have a special catcher, you know, that you use. If it's proprietary, whatever, you know. If you need me to sign an NDA, I sign NDAs all the time. So like all my e-learning stuff, there's very few that I haven't signed NDAs. So when people say, well, who have you worked for? You know, I can only tell you the ones that I haven't signed an NDA. I don't want to get sued. (laughs) (laughs) I try to stay away from that stuff. So we're going to wrap this up. So is there any advice that you can give that you haven't given yet to hire a uh, maybe some basic tips to when considering hiring a voiceover person. So maybe there's a checklist of like, hey, when you're hiring somebody, here's what you need to be checking off on your boxes. I would say um, first place to look is at the GVAA rate guide, okay? Only because that'll give you a breakdown. You know, is it going just in-house? Is it going also to some internet stuff? And how long is it going to go for? Is it in perpetuity? Is it a buyout? Things like that. 
in perpetuity and buyouts usually raise a little bit of a red flag for a voiceover actor because you're paying for the usage of my voice, okay, if you're broadcasting it. So if you're broadcasting it for the rest of my life and I'm only getting paid once, that's not enough. That's not enough. What you as the client, you need to know what you want and you need to talk to them and not just in an email. I, I, I prefer phone conversations only because sometimes things can get misconstrued. So if you can, find out everything you can from them. How long have you been doing this? Who Can you give me some references? That's fine too. You can always ask for references to make sure not only are they talented, but are they easy to work with? You know, are they a little princess? Like, you know, oh no, I don't do anything after four o'clock. No, no, no. Um, gotcha. You know, it's stuff like that. Like how available are they? How much do they care about you? You know, here you are, you're a person, but you're like, your butt is on the line with your client. I get it. I get it. And I want you to look good because then you're going to hire me again. So how do I get, so let's say somebody's listening to this podcast. (laughs) Of course they are. There's thousands. Somebody's listening to it (laughs) while they're sleeping. How do we get in touch with you? Somebody, let's say if somebody wants to hire you. Mm -hmm. um, So here's the. <clears throat> okay. Here, here's the information for Marie. Well, you can look at my website. It's mariehoffmanvo.com or mariehoffmanvo at gmail.com. So the website gives you uh, access to all of my demos and all of my genres, gives, me, gives you a history, gives you resumes, clients I've worked with, who I can say I've worked with, testimonials, you know, um, all of my social media links are up there so you can see where I am. So you can see that I don't, um, I've been told that I've been very kind on social media and very uplifting, you know, and I think that's important too. It's important to me. Yeah. I feel that, um, all those things mean to me a lot if I'm going to hire somebody and, uh, have a, um, a smooth, uh, smooth sailing from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Is what I'd be looking for. That's right. I just wanted to make sure I said that right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like when you're typing it, you know, Marie Hoffman VO at Gmail, it's like, but then like you, like, right. did I say that right? Yeah. But of course, you know, and there are so many corporations who will not hire people because they've been rude and mean and nasty on social media. A lot of them. So I, you know, I was taught... Don't write anything that your mother wouldn't approve of, okay? Like, what's the point? What's the point, you know? Is there any advice as we're wrapping up here that you give to the our listening audience? If you're a new voice actor, train. Training is something that will you will always have to do. You know, there are doctors and lawyers and accountants. They're always taking training classes, getting certification. You don't have to get certification in voiceover, but the thing is you really need to know the current trends. You need to know what's changing. You need to get rid of that announcery fake read, you know, like you have to be able to sit across, feel like you're sitting across a table from somebody, but you've got a script and these are not your words. You would never say words like this, you know, because you don't speak like that. But you have to convince your listener that this is coming from my heart and it's coming from my head and I just thought about it. And you're the only one listening. You have to talk to them as if it's one-on-one. It's not one to the audience, one-on-one. 
Fantastic. For the client, I would say just ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. If you had asked 20 questions and it was the middle of the night and you thought of another one, text them another one. So when they wake up in the morning, it says, um, you know, here's the one I forgot about. There's always one that you forgot about when you when you leave, right? There's always right. one. So that's I'm just shutting this off. Um, it's yeah. The whole time you and I are talking here, our phones are going off and flashing and <laughs> blinking. I, it's good to be busy. It is. It yeah. is. You know, and um, and it's okay when you're not. It's okay. You know, the, don't the, throw in the towel. Yeah. The the times when you're not, I take that time to absorb more information. And I actually pay for courses online. I watch courses. And um, mm-hmm. so it kind of gets you through that little schlump. Yeah. And you learn something new. For me, it's I learned something new about the camera that I didn't know before, or lighting techniques or audio techniques. So, Absolutely. So you got to fill those uh, moments with, uh, with education. Right. I think the biggest challenge for me is the work-life balance. You know, the day will start at 8 o'clock in the morning, and the next thing I know oh my God, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. Where did that happen? How did that happen? It was, it's now getting dark. Oh my God. You know, and the cats haven't been fed. I didn't have lunch and I need a cup of coffee. So um, when you love what you do, and I do love what I do, and that's the thing. It took me so long to find out what I wanted to be when I grew up. You know, it took me like, I was old when I found <laughs> out what I wanted to be when I grew up and I'm doing it and I love right. it. I love it. And yeah. as long as I could talk and read, and think I could do this in a wheelchair, you know, when I'm 90. You hear so many people say, well, I've reinvented myself. Apparently, you and I have been doing this since we were young. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I knew, I think what was also important is to know what I didn't want to do. And that was, the, you know, the, the nine to nine, going to, into the city, getting that job and working mm-hmm. in a cubicle. I never, never had to experience that that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um you know, when you mm-hmm. enjoy what you do, mm-hmm. the money's almost secondary. You know, I don't really think a lot about, gee, how much am I going to get paid for this job? Mm-hmm. I enjoy doing what I do, and, yeah. and the pay's pretty damn good mm-hmm. when, when it's happening. <laughs> right, right. And that's the thing. You know, I, I did years, I did like 30 years of corporate work, and I always knew what the paycheck was going to say. So I get that. Did I love doing what I was doing? No, but I had a mortgage, I had a car, all that stuff. And I was single. And, you know, I went out and I dated people, but it just never, it just never clicked. And I said, you know what? I think I've kissed as many frogs as I want to kiss. Now it's time. I'm just going to live my life, change my mindset. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to live my life as if I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. And three months later, who shows up? Prince Charming. Prince Charming. Yes. (laughs) You know, and it's like when you let go, it comes in. So in those down times... If you let go a little bit, uh, an idea will spark. Marie, I really enjoyed talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> ditto. <laughs> Absolutely. Ditto, Frank. Um, it's been a long time since I've done a podcast because, like I say, work and life gets in the way. But uh, I really enjoyed speaking to you, and I think you gave great information to uh, to the audience. And um, and thank you for being on the, uh, I guess you want to call it a show. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, thank you so much. I feel so honored that you asked me to be a part of this podcast. I thank you so much. It. All right. Thank you. Okay. Take care.